Um, Dad? Yeah? What is the mind? Is it just a system of impulses, or is it something tangible? Relax. What is mind? No matter. What is matter? Never mind. The Ken's Laser. Welcome to this episode of Occam's Laser, where we talk about science, philosophy, and more. We're your hosts, Dulto Fionagon and Sean Mooney. This week's episode, we'll be talking to Laura Hayes, who's an astrophysicist working in NASA. We had some technical issues during the recording of this podcast, but we're just going to jump straight in and uh, hope you enjoy the recording. How are you, lads? Well. Thanks for having me. Well, so we usually... So there's two segments. Um, we usually one of the segments is we talk about some stories in the news, um, like large cows, which may come in and out. Yeah, but we might have large cows. Later will on. we start with the cows, or will we start with our guest? How she's doing? I think we should, um, yeah, just like one or two things about the guest, maybe, and yeah. uh, then we can go from there because we don't really have a structure or a format. No, no, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think the audience are probably just waiting to hear about Laura. Yeah, yeah. they don't care about us. Yeah, so. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it Dr. Laura? Not yet. So I've submitted my thesis, my old PhD thesis, and I'm defending it in January, so a few weeks' time. Ooh. Woo-hoo. Uh, and then hopefully I'll be a doctor, and I'm going to make everybody call me doctor. Yeah. <laughs> nice. No, no, not at all. And a doctor um, of? A doctor of solar physics, or physics, I guess, in general. Yeah. So I did my PhD um, in the astrophysics group in Trinity College Dublin, and what I was doing was looking at the physics of the sun, and in particular, these things called solar flares, which are big explosions off the sun. Um, so we try to understand them in different wavelengths and using different instruments, both from NASA and from the European Space Agency, uh, to try to get a better understanding of the physics of what's going on. And did you find that out? Yeah, it was solved. <laughs> Great. We now know the sun. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah, no, I think um, we made some good work and good progress and kind of helped our understanding a little bit. Um, but it's an ongoing process, and I think uh, the continued work in Trinity and collaborations across the world hopefully will get a better feel for it yeah but, but i always find that the the research questions for when you're doing outreach stuff are always so big that yeah. there's no way you actually answer it for your you oh, know your no, thesis no, no. like if you're actually to give your specific thesis that you achieve people you know they think it's, it's so incremental i mean people's yeah, like i always really say narrow. Like, yeah. yeah i always say like understanding black holes or something like you know <laughs> Yeah, like it's a bit mad, and even within the field of like, if you're studying solar physics or even in particular solar flares, like what you do is so different to what someone else does, and you're so in a niche of your own thing. Yeah, but yeah, they're still tiny studying solar flares. Like, yeah, like. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, M flares are a thing, right? They are. Yeah, see, I'm all about the knowledge. Yeah. There you go. That's it. <laughs> and, and do you have a job lined up? I do have a job lined up. Um, so going to head over to NASA um, for a two-year contract. So nice. kind of. Working on similar stuff. Um, more flares. More flares. <laughs> Sun's still flaring. Um, I'm kind of working with the team over there. Uh, working with them throughout my PhD. So it should be exciting. Looking forward to it. That sounds um, good. You've been in NASA before. Yeah. Yeah. And I always wanted to ask this, right? So <laughs> uh, from the outside, if you're not in academia, you assume that like big companies like NASA and like the European Space Agency and even like somewhere like UCD, like are well-run, well-structured organizations internally. There's never quibbles. Everything is set up well. Um, but then I found that that is not the case in a lot of organizations. But that movie about the space women in oh, NASA. Yeah. Hidden uh, figures. Hidden yeah. figures, yeah. So that kind of gave the impression that 
it, like because given that it was so long ago it actually is set up quite well not say internally but I mean is there I mean assuming NASA aren't listening to I mean it. also in that film it, it was completely like you know segregated and everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, nicely was, structured <laughs> I mean all the people in the right places <laughs> I didn't say good structure but <laughs> a structure I guess it was old but yeah, I guess, right. I mean, I think when you go into anything, you can always find a few flaws. Um, when I was there myself, I didn't, there was nothing kind of blaring. Maybe mm. when I go, I'll find out. But um, it's yeah, also an institute that's been around for a very long time. So they kind of have stuff set up and they have things in place that's kind of easy to, I don't know, get you set up with a desk and a Yeah, like they've probably like had that. like lots of problems already that yeah. they know how to fix now. Yeah. Um, and kind of play, play, like I guess in university it's difficult when you're dealing with different grants that are coming in and there's loads of people aren't talking to each other where there it's like a federal agency that kind of has this umbrella like of course it probably has problems but yeah I mean they get money directly from the US government yeah. and everything so yeah, yeah. that's um, fair enough but yeah no it's true I mean also when you think about NASA you think of a big shiny building that you go into and everything's top oh, secret rocket. and yeah. then you end up just going <laughs> into like a building that was built in the 70s full of asbestos yeah. and you're just doing science you know it's, it's I was not really like disappointed by ESA when I went over ESTEC in the yeah. Netherlands it was like yeah a really antiquated building but yeah this was they were all like formed in the 70s like basically yeah. they all kind of were like yeah we need brand new buildings back in like 1972 and yeah, so they built yeah. everything in grey blocks yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, they're like this will age fantastically that's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah yeah but I guess the thing is it's more like the institute in itself so it might be in a shitty building I shouldn't say that but a building that's not like fabulous but it's the people that are there like you're yeah. in yeah. a building when you're like oh I, I don't know how to use the data from this instrument they're like oh you should go talk to Bill he's just down the hall oh, yeah. and it's just hundreds of scientists yeah, there yeah. he all built really that excited. instrument like, yeah, or yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's like the that's my, kind of the glam about it my pet peeve one of the things of doing a PhD in astrophysics people always assume like are you going to go work for NASA and I'm always like no they're mainly like a lot of stuff they do is engineering I mean a lot of if you want to stay in especially like extra galactic physics you know you're not yeah. sending anything there so you're just going to be um, working, working in the university yeah, doing like research all. so I always yeah. cut them down to size but now you're booking the trend but I guess solar physics is more yeah like I guess if you're doing observations um, yeah. you kind of want to be near where the the instruments were, be, were built or with the instrument team yeah. and things like that um, but that's true like it is just you could have an institute that's um, top in what you study and that's where you want to go NASA just has this name um, yeah. from going to and NASA has quite a big like solar department yeah, they, yeah so. they do exactly yeah, yeah. but are they like a lot of their name is also probably built because they're on the west coast, right? Are you going to California? No. Um, the yeah, only so one that's known. <laughs> well, no, there's Florida as well. I guess, no, there's like yeah. seven, right? Um, yeah, there's quite a few that you just you don't hear of half of them. Yeah. I think. Were you asked this in your interviews? This way, you know all that. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> not at all. Like I guess. Um, so the one I'm going to, people don't really know about. It's in Maryland. Top it's secret it's, because yeah. or because it's like yeah. low key. It's actually where kind of Hidden Figures is based, right? Oh, yeah, so it was cool. like Langley, I think, at the time. Um, but it's like Maryland, a place called NASA Goddard uh, in Greenbelt. Um, and they don't kind of like, obviously don't shoot off rockets there, but they kind of do a lot of engineering there. Um, and that's where their heliophysics department is. So most of their kind of uh, solar physics stuff will be there. Yeah, um, all of the academic kind of side of yeah, things. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So kind of more the research side. And then in California, you have like NASA Ames, which would be much more engineering. Mm. And that would be kind of much more difficult to go as a foreign national because Vitar rules where you can't go anywhere near rockets, you can't go anywhere near engineering unless you're yeah, a US citizen. Yeah. So yeah, basically that that's that really bad rule that means that we can't work for like SpaceX or anybody like that because they're afraid we'll sell all their rockets to Iran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But or at North least we Korea. can work for the European Space Agency. Yeah, or any rock yeah. company from Europe. <laughs> but like that's one of the things, like just of having um like Hollywood 
like Hollywood kind of helped the name of NASA so much more and I hate going oh, yeah, talking yeah. for the school and I'm like we have one European Space Agency and kids are like what's that like, yeah, know yeah. and it's not like a national thing either you know so yeah. it's like international yeah. it's like oh yeah well we have like seven people working yeah. there or something it's <laughs> like probably more than yeah, that kids I don't love know. nothing more than a large interdisciplinary like <laughs> countries like yeah exactly yeah. And it's not even directly the EU either. It's like you sign up apart from that. Yeah, the technicalities yeah. are the best bit to explain. Yeah, yeah, you're just like, well, the EU is this <laughs> yeah. sort of co- collaboration of states, but ESA is this collaboration of states. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's cool though. NASA working, doing yeah. science. Yeah. It'll be an interesting two years anyway. Yeah, it should be good. Look forward to it. Go live in later yeah. a while. Yeah, cha- a big Same change times. from the... The humble town of Burr. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> no, Burr's lovely, Burr's lovely. Yeah. You have all of Burr after you now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you're at Dias now? Yeah, I'm at Dias. Um, so it's the Dublin Institute of Advanced Studies. Now, um, I have some gripes with that name. Oh, yeah? It's the most you audacious You don't think it's advanced name. enough? <laughs> I mean... The, advanced a, yeah, studies exactly and it's so generic as well and like, yeah, they also like do random things yeah, right? Celtic yeah. and but I don't actually know what <laughs> they do so they do astrophysics uh, Celtic cosmology studies. geology maybe or theoretical physics yeah, geology theoretical physics, uh, yeah. no and Celtic studies I think yeah and, and you're doing Celtic studies now <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah just for this couple of months yeah, now yeah, yeah. before you go to uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's Michelle Laura no um there's an XKCD thing where they were um, just mocking, like, you know, how fancy you want your lab to sound, and depending on what you call it, like, I think Institute was top of the list, you know, versus like uh, School of Physics, like Institute of Physics, and different yeah. words carry. But Dublin Institute of Advanced Studies, uh, yeah, advanced, yeah, we put advanced, advanced in there just yeah. to sound Dublin Institute better. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's unnecessary. So it's DIS it definitely Institute yeah. of Studies. It's a step down though to go work at NASA now. I mean, they're not even advanced. Yeah. They're just, <laughs> just what is it, aeronautics? Yeah, yeah. I want to go to the advanced NASA. Yeah, um, yeah so up in DIS now for the next few months before I head over. Yeah, um, just finishing up some stuff for my PhD. Working on a cool website called Solar Monitor. Wow, <laughs> Do you want to monitor the that sun? plug in there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Converting old this, IDL. This episode Python. is actually sponsored by Solar Monitor. <laughs> sponsored by the Solar Group in Dias. Yeah. <laughs> advanced uh, studies. <laughs> the Advanced Solar Group. But that's another institute that was really uh, in its heyday. Money was thrown into it, like when Ireland somehow cared about that kind yeah, of stuff. When and Deb was the just, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's just draw a line there and freeze it. And just I feel like it wasn't so much Ireland, but just a couple of lads up at the top end of the government were like, yeah, let's just throw a couple yeah. of, I don't know, at the time, yeah. probably 100,000 or something like that. Yeah. What are we going to do with all this money? Whereas like the people in Ireland had no idea that money was going there. Yeah. yeah. Like it's mad they got Schrodinger over at the time. Like that's what kind of made Dias its name. That is crazy, yeah. 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 But money really, like really 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 around. does no but like make the difference in the field like yeah because i know like some really good postdocs who wanted to come to ireland and then they just looked at the wages and they're like i can't like i you know it would yeah. suit the lifestyle's good it's english like is their first language and it works but they're just like i yeah. can't go and oh, it's so expensive to live here as well compared to yeah. like the, yeah. the wage cost of living ratio and other yeah we'll just be homeless and then i guess you get rid of yeah you don't have yeah. to pay rent perfect yeah. solved yeah Alrighty. Uh, will we talk about cows for a second? I don't yeah, know. go on talk about now cows. That, now that our guest is introduced, you know everything you need to know about Laura Hayes. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> Ooh. Um. Uh, yeah, so basically, I saw an article there. I think it was yesterday, so it was on Reddit. And I just kind of thought nothing of it, you know, scroll through. Um, I thought it was a bit mad. 
And then it came up on like RTE as well, and I was like, "This is such a, it must be a it slow be news day, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or a slow, slow news day." But basically, there was this uh, steer, which is just like a neutered bull. Uh, in, You're obviously from the country. Yeah. No, I have to look that up. Oh, yeah. I've never used the word steer in my life. I think it's an Australian word. Anyway, this was in Australia, and it's just this clip that was on Reddit, and obviously RT latched onto it and then researched it more. But basically, the the steer is six foot four tall, six foot four inches tall. <laughs> wow! Uh, like at yeah. the back of it, so it just shows it across this like herd of normal cattle, and it's like <laughs> twice the height of everything else. Yeah. But the cow couldn't fit into the abattoir, so they let it. It's just it's let live now. It gets That's to live cool. out its full life. That's cool. Head. I mean, well, this like it's weird that, that the cow could get that big. But I went down the rabbit hole and started looking up the tallest cows ever. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Go on. Well, I was gonna say like, was this cow born to an, a normal cow? I don't know. I th- like yeah. actually, it didn't say the breed of the cow or is there different breeds of cows? Or whatever. I am definitely from the town. Oh my know. god! Yes, there is definitely <laughs> different breeds of cows. There's, there's the lots black and white one, right? And there's the brown ones. There are, are so there are so many different breeds of cows. I don't know them, but I know that there are many. Is a buffalo a cow? It's a wild cow, I guess. <laughs> a wild cow. <laughs> no, like it's a species of bovine, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so. The, this massive, like you know, bull uh, in Australia. His name is Nickers. <laughs> yeah. What? So you see, like a massive cow, uh, a male, like bull, and you call it Nickers. This yeah. is very funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the obviously I looked up the world record then for the tallest cow, and it's six foot, almost eight inches tall. What? Yeah, that's which massive. is huge. That's, like so that's in height, so that's not end to end. No, that's from the like up, tip yeah. of its little hoof to <laughs> the top of its so head. So is that its I height assume? or is that like its length? Wait, no, what? it's his height. <laughs> okay. Like from from the bottom of his leg yeah. to his back, I think. This reminds maybe me maybe the that, top of the head. That thing of like which way does a dog wear pants? <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, how do you measure a cow? <laughs> so, but if that cow could stand up straight, it would be really tall. Oh, it'd be huge. Yeah. Yeah, he would be. But like that's almost seven feet tall. Wait, and so he was too tall to kill. Yes, essentially he couldn't fit in the machines, yeah. so they're just like, oh, you know what, let him live. Can they just like club him, or I don't know. No, I think it's I think the machines like are for like you know dissecting etc. Oh really? Because like, they stun they stun cows before they kill them anyway. Well, the last meal is first. Oh yes, obviously the last bit of grass, the <laughs> yeah. bit of hay before they go in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, I think he just couldn't fit into the. Um, into the machines do you think that's going to be like the most expensive cow to feed you know i mean like it's yeah. a huge but cost you, for the it's, farmer but it's just one cow. it's just one right yeah. and you feed it grass and usually you're going to have a massive feel anyway so i don't yeah. think it'll make that much of a yeah difference, yeah right? that's true but, but the, let him live yeah no now he's just live? roaming the fields the pasture lands of oh, wherever his farmer owns. will he keep getting bigger i don't think so i think he's an adult and is it a male or a female yeah it's a male it's a neutered male oh right yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, so the largest and heaviest breed of cow is uh, from Italy. Oh, yeah. Never like, ever would have guessed that. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I can't pronounce the the breed. It's like Chianina. I don't. I have no idea if that's right. But the mature bulls are 1.8 meters tall, and some of the oxen, which are also neutered bulls, I think, but uh, they can reach two meters tall, and can exceed 1.6 thousand kilos. Which is heavier than a lot of cars. <laughs> that would be incredibly scary to me. <laughs> yeah, like terrifying. Like those cars are basically like types of rhino or something like a rhino. That's I think a rhino is like two tons. 
It's almost the same weight as a rhino. You That's could, mad. Yeah. You could definitely get a burger or two off them without... Without, Eat, without them even noticing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just let them grow back and then just to keep yeah. infinite food. Yeah. It's perfect. I've solved mammoths. Yeah, so, so on that, I looked up the, the biggest horse ever. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, and he was... I think he's... It's called Samson. Sam, that's better than Knickers, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and from 1846, it doesn't really sound like it'd be true, but he is 21.2 and a half hands high. I don't know uh-huh. how big a hand is. Yeah, no, I don't like that measurement <laughs> yeah. at all. What's the average hand size? Yeah, but is Male it? Male hand, is female hand. hand. Is it like a foot? Like yeah. a foot's like a measure, isn't it? I might be wrong here Now this is where we get factually incorrect yeah, I'm just going to say a hand is five and a half inches No but I wasn't it a foot Originally like In France defined as the Size of an average Frenchman's foot Yeah it was the distance between the king's nose And the tip of his Ooh. finger or something And every time the king died they had to like redefine the foot that's like a big foot. I feel. Maybe it was some other measurement. Oh, yeah, it wasn't like a meter, a, though. A tiny king. I don't know. Yeah. yeah we that's can just strange. get rid of all. Actually, we leave it in. It's an it's a exercise we leave to the listener. Yeah, yeah. That's your homework. For <laughs> this is where you get people to call in. Oh, wait. Yeah. This is a podcast. Yeah. No, that, that can't happen. Get rid of times. Yeah. <laughs> You've done too many shows on RTE. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that was just some mad story that I saw and thought it was worth sharing with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, um, I had to say I liked the RT headline. The cow was outstanding in his field. Yeah, I thought wow. it was very cheesy. Uh, That's probably why they did the story. They're like, well, we have this headline now. We have to. Yeah. In all fairness, the story was very short. It was like two paragraphs. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it was just a sl- slow news day. And Apart it, from like Ukraine being martial law, that was <laughs> yeah. about it. And but if you're that farmer, right? Like Ireland is so remote, you know, to you. Like to have it there, national news agency talking about your cow that was too big to kill. That at the time yeah. you're probably like, that's weird. But he probably didn't even think it's newsworthy. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, like I think so. Somebody put it up on Reddit, and it's yeah, just a random just, yeah. video. I don't know if that person took the video, but it's weird to think that suddenly, like you're in Australia, and now Ireland's national broadcaster is ringing you up about your article, like about <laughs> yeah. an article about your cow. Yeah, can we interview the cow? Can we? Yeah, we, can we get a few words, a statement, please? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's pity it's not a woman because she'd have a lot of milk. Yeah, there's actually a whole thing about the amount of uh, I don't know why this was. I was actually looking this up yeah. separately, but uh, <laughs> so, there's weird the amount yeah. of uh, milk busy that, day today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> busy working day. The amount of milk that cows have produced like over the decades has like increased by a lot. I can't remember how much, but there's a. I think actually this is mentioned in uh, Michael Lewis's new book. I think that's where mm-hmm. I heard it. But there's a world record for like the amount of milk produced by a cow, and it's an insane amount. It's like seventy, oh, I want to say gallons, but it could be liters. <laughs> okay. But it's America, so Let's it's probably gallons. To, yeah. yeah, but per day. Per day. Yeah. But is that insane. just like ag science pushing? Like, yeah, the get boundaries super chickens of, and, yeah. yeah, like I think even cows themselves like are, have gotten so much bigger. Like that, you know, cows struggle to calf now because the calves have gotten way bigger. Yeah, and then we have the super cow. Look what it's. Yeah, no, what's this happened. is crazy. We're going to be like the size of elephants soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be mad. Yeah, that's a lot of milk, all right. Good, good for them. <laughs> good for good for the cow. World record of milk produced by a, a mammal in a day. <laughs> 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 <Tuesday>, it, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. But they did a thing recently where, like, they've a lot of like farming has gone to kind of uh, like robotics and where it's kind of robot cows. Robot cows. <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't actually need uh, yeah. bio- biological We've got cows. Robot yeah. cows, um, where a cow would go in to get itself milked. 
and oh, it's like yeah, a robot. Yeah. But they found that the cows started to like overmilk themselves because they were getting treats every time they went in. Oh really? They, they didn't just enjoy it. getting milked. Well, maybe just, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would they not well, spot that? I mean, that's basic like conditioning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should just like tag every cow and be like, if you've been here within the last like ten minutes, you can't get milked again. Please come back later. Yeah. <laughs> Diminishing returns or something. Because mm. <laughs> yeah. if you put a, like a McDonald's say, and every time I went up they like squeeze my nipples for a while and then I got a free burger I would just keep going back <laughs> you know what I mean? so I don't I, I wouldn't yeah, blame the cows here I blame the farmers the yeah system. I blame the system yeah, yeah. No, that's, uh, that's good independent of whether I enjoyed it or not <laughs> you got a free burger yeah <laughs> I'm a massachusetts heart yeah and then well I thought you were actually going to talk about like the lab grown meat and oh yeah that's oh, yeah. interesting too you don't even need cows anymore yeah. But cows can just live their happy lives in fields yeah. if we really wanted them to. But milk yeah. is really hard to make. And I could see how that would be more difficult than making the meat for some reason. I don't yeah. have any scientific basis for this. Though. What, what would that, why would you think that? I don't know. Like meat is just like muscle, right? Or something. So it's just some carbon. You just get some DNA from a cow and grow it. It'll turn into like bits of cow. But like yeah. a cow produces milk. So how would you get that piece of meat to make milk? <laughs> yeah. It's impossible. The meat would have to get pregnant first. So Nestle, this is one of the reasons people don't like them, like that they got loads of mothers in Africa to feed their babies baby formula instead of um, their mother's breast milk. And then basically the mothers then, like once they weren't giving their kids breast milk, then they weren't producing it. And so then they had to keep giving them formulas. And then Nestle hooked on it. Yeah, put up the price and then... It's also like, so baby formula is incredibly hard to make because it's so, like, you need anti-inflammatory, antioxidants, their immune system. So, like, it's really hard to make um, milk for babies and, like, they don't really know how to do it yet. So that's why Nestle are the best way to do it. Yeah. Anyway, but this this week's uh, podcast is sponsored by Nestle. (laughs) (laughs) Nestle and the solar monitor. (laughs) What a combination. But there's, yeah, because there's things in breast milk that keep going <laughs> so there there's enzymes in it that the baby can't digest yet but that they're that the well, keep going mm, okay. <laughs> you got this all right in the breast milk <laughs> yes okay breast milk i've got this far there is enzymes yes. what are they they eat things proteins or something yeah. you know, mm. enzymes speed up the absorption or yeah. catalyst or yeah something. I can't remember right so there's some biology <laughs> there's something the baby can't digest but there's like bacteria in the breast milk and that stuff, food stuff is for basically the, the 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 bacteria in the milk it's a whole book on breast milk written by me <laughs> <laughs> and it's all as vague as this conversation yeah. <laughs> fantastic I think that's probably enough about cows and milk though. yeah What's your next breast milk related story? Uh, well, that's another bodily fluid we could take off, technically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had previous bodily fluids. So. Actually, yeah. I don't even know if we'll release those episodes, but. Yeah. What episodes? It kind of comes up. <laughs> yeah. What episodes? This is number one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Unless anybody has anything to add to joint cows. Yeah. I don't know. Going back to like that lab grown meat. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. How, I actually don't know. How do like ve- vegans and vegetarians feel about that? Are any of us vegetarian or vegan? I mm. used to be. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Well, how do you feel about that? I mean, meat is delicious. The only reason I didn't eat it was like I felt bad for the cow or whatever. Yeah. So if somebody makes it without hurting any animals, then that's win win. I mean and also like so many vegetarian products are built around trying to recreate, you know, like a meaty texture. Mm. So then when you actually have meat, 
I think the yeah. most diehard vegans don't accept it because you have to initially have a few animal cells to culture. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. But so it's a, it's technically produced still produced from like an animal. But there's yeah. no necessarily animal death. I think they can just like oh yeah, you could yeah, you just yeah take some DNA. But um, apparently it's way way more pure than I mean there's no antibiotics and like there's loads of shit in literal shit as well in animal meat <laughs> that you get. But this is like 100% muscle tissue, um, and it's quite easy to grow certain kinds of it but i think the issue is the like mass producing it right now is difficult yeah i think the cost is still like 300 euro per burger but a decade ago it used to be like three billion or whatever <laughs> yeah and yeah, so the, we're getting there yeah. the first I, ones will all be sorry to cut across the first ones are all going to be um like minced meat yeah variants because you're not so they'll get, all like, be burgers <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah no that's that's fair enough like i tried vegetarianism out but like kind of more for the environment rather than for the animals themselves you know because yeah. there's such a like inefficient process energy wise to like feed an animal yeah. for years and years and years and then and you then know, they eat don't that, even eat kill that animal because they're massive <laughs> <laughs> yeah damn we made this guy too big <laughs> but um no yeah so basically i wouldn't have any issue with that like yeah. if you could just well, yeah, make meat then it would be way more efficient would I you switch to- over like would you, or would you be like, no, I want my cows. No, yeah, have definitely to have felt the pain. No, I definitely switch over. Yeah, I'd, if yeah. it was like widely available and not super expensive, like you know, you don't yeah. want to be spending like crazy amounts of money on it. But yeah, that's the thing. I mean, even with organic and stuff, when it comes out initially, people are like, I'll do that. But then in Tesco, when it's like you know, three euro for a chicken that's battery farmed, or it's like yeah. a ten euro chicken that's like full of antibiotics <laughs> yeah so i mean people do often like you have to be the cheapest thing or it just it doesn't sell as well yeah but i think you would still find a market for it in like kind of those more organic shops you see nowadays yeah. uh, they would probably do well there i think yeah yeah although i don't know it's some, sometimes weird people who are like all pro organic and anti-gmo and all that would probably be like oh yeah. it's chemically produced in a lab and probably Absolutely. wouldn't They'd even though it's way better for yeah. the environment like, so, you know i yeah. don't know yeah that's true because it's like you're saying lab grown meat it's yeah, literally it, saying like, yeah. grown we used lab. chemicals to yeah. make this yeah. it's like, yeah. Well, yeah. and everything's um, chemicals and also if it's what's that company you know all the biology stuff that everyone hates um, <laughs> i don't know there's many uh, anyway that one who makes all the antioxidant antioxidant stuff they're jerks <laughs> <laughs> in summary they're jerks <laughs> nice <laughs> i'm glad we got that sorted yeah great let's all go down and eat it then but yeah the last thing wouldn't it be good to work on a problem like that though if that was your phd like you'd feel you really like contributing to society yeah yeah that's it like you're like i'm actually going to change the world yeah yeah change the way people buy and produce meat Although yeah, solar so. physicists, you hide behind the like, oh, we're actually because space weather, we yeah. might get here. Yeah. So I kind of love my, my research in with that as well because yeah. of the Yours solar type stars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have to understand the sun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please give me money for research. Yeah. <laughs> but I imagine even if you're doing studying that, like you're not like globally trying to solve the whole problem. You're probably doing a particular thing and a particular enzyme for a particular, yeah. I don't know, an enzyme. Yeah, but well, I guess you probably have a team of people yeah. who are all working together. You're probably just doing test on one thing yeah where but you do feel like you're kind of contributing more towards a specific goal right and i could see how it would be it's probably better funded in terms of like that would be profitable if you could get that to be but ireland well is it like puts those of funding into bio like those sciences but they don't want i mean if 
the Ireland meat market is made oh. redundant. Yeah, no, that's like their entire export. Yeah. Like that's just gone. Pushing that down, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, possibly. Like, I wouldn't say your IRC application would get accepted if you're like, <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Let's reduce the need for <laughs> agriculture. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. But it was one thing I'm jealous of for, so the Irish research applications for PhD to get money. You have to write this big long thing. And my brother's in biology, and like, yeah, he can say stuff like, oh, we're doing genetic GMO stuff that's actually mm-hmm. helping, you know, putting vitamin D in rice to help Asian people get vitamins or whatever yeah. they do over there. But like, it's so much more tenuous writing like extra galactic. Yeah. And I was reading a, a theoretical physicist's one. <laughs> well, they you know, they were applying for the PhD money yeah. and like they were so, they just didn't hold back. Like they started off with a theoretical problem and by the end they're saying this could have implications for cancer research, eventually <laughs> like helping pe- millions of people around the yeah. world. They just went for it. All those buzzwords you want to hit. Yeah. But the thing like, so I guess if you're doing like physics or theoretical physics, like physics can be fairly applicable to like industry, but if you're doing theoretical physics, it's probably more abstract. Yeah. which is, har- I'd say, harder to write for. But then with biology, you probably have to fill out ethical things that you wouldn't need to fill out for physics. Excellent right? segue. <laughs> <laughs> Segway's a good word. Yeah. Um, but anyway, speaking of, <laughs> there was a, yesterday, maybe? Uh, I can't really remember. You mean the Sometime 12th this week. of January? Uh, oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, whenever this... Uh, <laughs> We're in November. <laughs> <laughs> we won't say which year. These are timeless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, timeless news articles. But so in China, they, well, a researcher, a scientist claimed that the first uh, babies have been born who were genetically edited. Mm. So obviously there's huge ethical implications around this. Uh, and it hasn't been verified. So it's only him claiming it so far. And no external like researchers or labs have verified that he's actually done it. But he claims to have edited the DNA of two twin girls when they were like in embryo, uh, and yeah, basically people are given it because. What's his name? <laughs> so he works in <laughs> the Southern University of Science and Technology in Shenzhen, Shenzhen, Shenzhen. I know somewhere in China, and his name is He Xuanqi. But he's, yeah, because he, I just read it as Dr. He, and I was like, oh, that's a very... <laughs> yeah, I don't know, yeah, I don't know how that works. I definitely pronounced it wrong also. He is an easy first name. Or yeah. First name? He? Yeah. Because yeah. um, then we can say, like, oh, he did this. He, he did this, yeah. Perfect. Anyway. Uh, who yeah, was so, he? Yeah. Who was he? Not good about his he wife, though, I suppose. No. Mrs. He. What did he do? <laughs> So, yeah, basically the research... So, I think initially what's important to point out, which I think is crazy, he didn't tell his university that he was going to do this research project and he funded it himself. So, he didn't have to go through any ethical boards, I don't think. He just said, I have the money, I'm going to fund this. Got eight couples that signed up and basically the study was to include HIV positive fathers and HIV negative mothers. So the kids don't have HIV. So that was the the gene editing was to prevent them from contracting HIV. But they they, mightn't have had it or would they definitely have had it? uh, I think if you have a child when you're HIV positive, you probably pass it to your kids. I think think there is probably a a possibility of like luck being involved, but it's fairly likely. No, I was just confused because I thought the mother didn't have it. 
And the father did. So they both have HIV, but one of them was positive and one was negative. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And all the fathers are positive. And he he was actually on uh, unpaid leave from the university, right? So he wasn't even. He's just like. He's just like doing it in his spare time. And did he like go out looking for these people saying it was research done at this university? I don't know. I don't know if he like tricked them into it. Yeah. But I mean, because be. there's I like mean, every so basically they took it because they're if they were desperate for their kids not to have it. I mean, they would just try anything. Like so, I wouldn't even blame the parents. Yeah. So this, oh, yeah, but yeah, this is the other yeah. thing is that you don't know if it's going to work, and then you're letting HIV positive parents have kids. Yeah. So if it doesn't work, then you're just like you know introducing children who have HIV. Yeah. So there's there's this is like so like yeah. ethically and unsound. If the kids then have other problems, right? Yeah, well, this is the other thing is you don't know what you're actually causing, especially if it's not even in the university and not sanctioned by the university. Like, you know, you don't have checks and balances in place. You're just doing it yourself. Now, like, you know, this was done with the CRISPR technology, which we won't go into, but basically it's an easy way to, like, slice DNA and take bits out and put bits into your DNA. Uh, And it's been around for a while, but testing on, like, humans, like human embryos and stuff is illegal in most countries like the UK and America and stuff. I you, think it's illegal in China as well. Is so, there, yeah, there are, there's restrictions on it. Um, but a lot of, the, like, articles on CRISPR, uh, you know, if you watch any YouTube videos or read any articles in newspapers, have always said kind of like China will probably be the first people to do it just because they were more, you know, liberal yeah. with their... Yeah, yeah I mean, basically. they have social yeah. credit score systems. Like, you know, they don't have yeah. the same ethical but I think, plans, I guess. Like, didn't they try to clone people before, I think, as well, which other countries have disallowed? Anyway, basically, they were saying, like, China will probably do it. And this guy's coming out and saying he did. But the, the biggest problem, right, ethically, is that these are going to be... This is going to be in the germline, so that if those kids have anything wrong, they have kids, like, that's going to carry through, essentially. So it's yeah. not just, like, for an adult... And and they're only monitor, monitoring the the twins until they're eighteen, so what if there was like some genetic condition that doesn't? Be, I don't know if this if most genetic conditions appear before you're eighteen, but what if it's later on in life? Yeah, well, yeah. I've heard CRISPR also like being hailed as this like scissors you go in snip snip patch. Yeah, it's and super easy for yeah. some reason. Then I heard a biologist talking about it though, and they're like, no, it's like we don't know really what that like you're just changing DNA bases, and you don't really know what you're putting back in. And well, that's the thing is like. You, you kind of make an educated guess on like we know that this gene is responsible for this behavior or this trait or something and then we take it out or, or remove it or put in some benign gene instead but you don't know the other consequences of that so you have no idea what's going to happen like you like what if you make them unable to contract HIV yeah but you somehow cause like some genetic disease like Huntington's or something similar and then they're completely disabled yeah so this guy is obviously a professor and he's well versed uh, in like he's I'm pretty a sure he's a professor research scientist it says doctor English. but I don't yeah. know if he's a professor but yeah That's in yeah, yeah what was the name of it the Southern University of Science and Technology but I think very quickly then 40 um, Chinese professors signed a petition saying like you know oh Whoa. against it yeah uh, I think it's hundreds now yeah 40 hundred Forty hundred thousand. Yeah. Uh, is that the population of China? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone who has HIV. But yeah, it's a uh, super interesting. But it's mad. Like if it did work, I know there's like a lot of ethical issues around it. Like, how when, when do you stop? Right? If it stops yeah. things like genetic diseases, 
that's good, right? That's what you want. Yeah. But where do you stop if you want to have a child with brown eyes or you want or to, have, to be really tall or, or, yeah, or to be really smart? And, then, and yeah. you get the designer baby problem. Yeah. yeah. And then you get this problem where it would probably only be available to rich people. Yeah. So then you've got a divide suddenly appearing in your society <laughs> where yeah. rich people suddenly get, you know, better looking, more athletic, smarter and poorer people go the opposite way. Yeah, it's the feedback loop then. And yeah. Then they... <clears throat> yeah. Which is, yeah, that just, you open a whole host of problems. But only there. like definitely things like uh, HIV where they can easily be isolated in the genome, like things like even eye color well I think that's easy enough but like intelligence or something is so yeah. much more oh, complicated, so complicated they don't know how yeah, to you don't know where that would stem from people go in and start but it was I did think of that like back in the 60s and stuff when there was no ethics boards in universities mm. they did crazy research like the bottomies mm. and stuff um, and I think a lot of the um, so after World War Two, you know Mendel and stuff were doing crazy experiments on Jews and when the US um finished all that off they <laughs> kept the results and they used the results to kind of progress their thinking and like a lot of ethics boards now like if you if you want to do a survey on the like uh, mental well-being of uh, cancer patients you might not get ethical approval to that i mean you really have to say like you're not going to yeah. inconvenience them and the science is worth it and like so it does move at a slower rate yeah, and yeah. so <laughs> it's not good but i mean it's crazy like how like if there were no ethical qualms about anything people would just push on through and just probably because especially because like depending on the type of person you are but like some researchers would just see it as being like progressing science but there definitely is scenarios where that would be bad right oh for sure and you're probably taking advantage of vulnerable people especially if you're going to say i'll pay a hundred quid if you take this or you do that yeah i think this is like the whole premise of that that book elephants on acid right where they do crazy experiments that are like would not be done today but anyway, that was like an example yeah. of one where this yeah. guy just gave elephants a load of LSD. I think an elephant died or something. Like that. Yeah. yeah, but like that wouldn't be allowed now. And it's not like so. It's not just humans either. Like yeah. Just yeah. animals. That even had very little scientific value. That was just yeah. How like, much it takes to kill an elephant. Yeah, <laughs> it's strange. Like why? Why bother? But yeah. So I don't know. That's mental. But do you know the way this professor's come out now and he says, "I did this thing." Yeah. Right. Imagine there's there must be. I'm sure there's people in the world that have done it. Yeah. And just. There's videos on YouTube of people using CRISPR and like injecting themselves with stuff. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know how many, but there definitely is. I've seen videos of people doing it. It's crazy. That's mad. Because like, and they're not, they're not researchers. They're, they're just normal people who know nothing about DNA or biology. But you can get like home kits that you order and you edit things. People are crazy enough to inject themselves with it. But like how, like I have no idea how CRISPR works. Like you was inject something. Yeah, like, so basically yeah. It, it probably won't do anything because you're already developed. So I think you're, because you would imagine your cells like, um, would re, like, you know, split and reproduce yeah, yeah. and stuff. And that's how it would pass through your body. But when you're an adult, I don't think it has. But it wasn't much of an effect right there. Well, yeah, it's yeah. not as easy to, when you're an embryo, you know, only a couple of cells or whatever. I don't know how many cells in an embryo, but then they all multiply, so it's easier to get the effect. Yeah. See, I thought you could still, it was allowed in the UK if you destroy the embryo within 14 days or something, because I think you can do some research on that kind of stuff. Maybe I'm completely wrong there. Uh, well, in China, they allow in vitro human embryonic stem cell research for a pe- maximum period of 14 days. All oh, right, yeah. So for like, because yeah. stem cells, to, the best place to get them from is embryos. Yeah. Uh, but in, like in China, anyway, it's 14 days. Delicious. They allow, you can like... <laughs> delicious stem cells uh, you can basically get stem cells from embryos for 14 days and then you have to terminate it and you know that you're saying like how often some research takes place outside academia as well and you can't really 
stop that and that's something that always puzzled me about like you see the uh, laws that are in place for university of what people can and can't do but then you see TV shows where they like put people through crazy shit and they would never be able to do that in university like even a lot of the stuff they contrive on Love Island like they're really making people hate each other I've been told <laughs> I don't <laughs> but one thing I came across recently is um, trepanation which is trepanation. the um, basically people drilling holes in their heads to relieve pressure and in their own heads yeah and that it like you know there's some kind of crazy following behind it and it makes people like they feel it makes them smarter or whatever right in their skull yeah in their head there's their own skull like they go through the skull they drill a hole just in the center of their head it used to be done a long time ago but the odd person still does it because I know like if you if you were like in an accident (laughs) and like Laura (laughs) (laughs) I've done it three times no I know like if you're in an accident and you've got brain swelling they have to like doctors will drill a hole to release pressure and stuff yeah so you don't your brain doesn't get damaged when like it swells but like this is just random like you're just yeah. feeling fine like a Saturday evening cup of tea and then drill a hole in your head I don't understand yeah I'm not I, I guess we've got to look into it more but that's yeah. the but it reminds me also of nootropics which is people you know playing with uh, chemicals that you eat and then like it's supposed to increase your intelligence or whatever did we talk about this before I can't remember anyway. possibly I'm not sure it's like that film Limitless or yeah. that other one Lucy yeah yeah I think we might have but anyway who knows but uh, yeah but just that like yeah people take all sorts of crazy shit and they do their own experiments and they're very happy to just go and like stuff that you wouldn't you'd never be able to convince a like a, a university to like give people these random chemicals yeah, to see to if it makes the, them okay, smarter yeah. or whatever yeah but it's weird that you can get away with stuff on a tv show that you can't get away in, with in a yeah. research department. i guess so like with problems with universities or maybe that's problems that's with universities. Necessary problem, but like it's, it's generally like public money or taxpayer yeah. money yeah whereas if you're like a huge organization you just have so much money you can do what you want like yeah. I mean, who's, do, who's to stop you yeah right? money really and that's what's kind of is scary. the key yeah. motivator this guy isn't even ashamed of it right he's quite he still stands over it and says he's very proud of all the yeah, research yeah so this so. is the thing like today he came around and like defended it at yeah. some conference like you know it was packed full of reporters journalists oh, I'd say that would have like, been a big and, and like apparently he was late and they were like oh is he even going to show and then he walked out on stage and defended what he did but he said it wasn't supposed to get out so this other thing is that he wouldn't have said this only apparently you know I don't know if he told somebody but it got out like inadvertently and so then he had to make a statement and defend it basically conference like presentations are usually so boring imagine just yeah this like, would be the most interesting yeah anyway we've just got a few embryos fucked around with them yeah now they don't have <laughs> HIV yeah <laughs> amazing that's yeah. mad though like like as a scientist, right, I don't know, your drive is to publish papers and to talk about things at conferences. Yeah. What he did, like, he couldn't do either of those things. Yeah. So what drove him to do that? Was it just himself? Yeah. Classic math. Yeah, classic. I guess, I guess like, the, the ability to do it is amazing, right? Yeah. So you could see that, right? It, it's kind of got this weird, like, you could see how people would have kind of a God complex about it. Oh, right? absolutely, yeah. So yeah. it is interesting. Yeah. But it's still, I think it's very unethical to do that behind closed doors not oh, telling absolutely. anybody with eight couples participating yeah, yeah so is there any other reason why it would be unethical just that it you know we don't really know what you're doing you basically don't know what you're doing yeah. I think. like yeah that's basically it uh, and that it's on human embryos right so yeah and he wasn't even in contact with people i guess of so the best way to do it i you know just, yeah i mean there was literally no check for him to go do it he just got people to, yeah. to sign up but like in other countries i'm pretty sure they do uh, gene editing on uh, animals yeah or they've started anyway and they made that cheap dolly but you know the, clumbers, the yeah. way like in countries as well where you can sell organs and there was a Louis Throw documentary yesterday about um, 
adoption where people can buy or sell their babies for okay. adoption right. in in the US so you can do it when you're in America it kind of <laughs> but it kind of like <laughs> messes up it. the incentives and then you just basically get poor people who can't who need the money either selling an organ not in the US but in like parts of Asia and in the US but people are selling their babies like because they like need the money and it there is an incentive that would just get fucking messed up once you start even if you feel out that and you're offering money yeah, for you're subjects. running into so, horrific yeah. ethical issues then yeah I don't yeah, don't do that don't yeah. tell your babies yeah that's a good story yeah any other tidbits tidbits do you have any tidbits tidbits it's actually a big thing now with like ethics and AI right going back to kind of these big corporations having so much money and doing things behind closed doors now you have artificial intelligence going on like should there be it's going so fast should there be like ethics behind that so if you're using AI to I don't know check if someone can get a visa or not or check if someone can enter or not um should there be ethics point there? Is it biased or yeah. should there be some formulation in place for some rules or some laws or to show your code, to show what you trained on? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you have to, like nowadays, you have to train, usually if you have some sort of AI code working, you have to train it on a data set. And if that data set is skewed, if you, you know, you, it has to be, a lot of them have to be classified by people beforehand. Yeah. And say if it's something like that, like visa clarification and say if the country that is issuing the visas is skewed to, towards, I don't know, race, religion, whatever, um, then your AI would probably learn that, right? But that's what happened in the US, right? In that when they ran it on whether um, inmates should get parole, and it basically just denied parole for black people because yeah. they were like they're going to reoffend. But like, that's so we crazy, just learned like, the the system, like, yeah. but the way people were previously classifying it. But so. it's not taking into account the fact that, like, you know, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to be the feeds, absolutely like the blind, com- it, yeah. the complexities so, of society and yeah. the feedback loops that we have that or the US has in the yeah. prison system, so. yeah. Um, and then people don't know what it's doing, right? Once you, if especially if it's unsupervised, it's just yeah. like, oh, that's the answer. Yeah, and yeah. You sell a product box. and you don't know what's going on, right? Because it, yeah, it's especially dangerous, at the moment, right? like no real AI research can be done in universities because there's no money there. Like if you're an AI researcher and somewhere like Google or Amazon is paying you like a oh, seven-figure yeah. salary, yeah, or like, and, and why would you go be a university professor and you're on maybe a hundred thousand? Yeah. But also like in terms of equipment and facilities, oh, like yeah. those places are going to have the best ones because they have the most money. And to data, them. I mean, like yeah, yeah. Google is like here's ten billion <laughs> records a day. Data points whatever. there, yeah, yeah. and yeah. they could do whatever they want with that. Like yeah. it's crazy. But I'm pretty sure some of the, like some of the the big the big folk in this sort of area, like Bill Gates and you know Musk and all them, have uh, like said there should be ethical yeah. boards and it should be monitored so that people don't start doing crazy shit with AI and basically yeah. I mean Bill Gates hasn't been the most ethically uh, like ethical in his day though like and it, it often happens when people get to the top of an industry then they're like okay guys time to yeah, the brakes yeah Everyone's I've like, made my money <laughs> yeah. so let's all be ethical man. Yeah. yeah yeah that's true one of my friends in uh, AIB is a data scientist and they have all like the banking details for everyone and they're not allowed run unsupervised machine learning on the data because they can't trace it like the data through the system and people apparently have a right to know like how their data is used and they're like oh we don't so, know we just yeah so if you ask them like well, what you did with that yeah. and they're like oh well i don't know the algorithm found some way yeah. to link your data to this <laughs> Do you information. know convolutional neural networks <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah start explaining explaining neural nets to them yeah yeah um but it's also true i don't know like just how quick things are coming it's not like robots are going to come and take over the world or anything like that they're good at really one specific job have you seen that new I think it was a Chinese news reporter but it was just an AI bot that was scary yeah because it looked like a human was talking but it was just given the words and it was generating a person speaking 
yeah, yeah. Okay. So it, it like was just like coming up with a so, speech basically for. No, no. So it's like he gave it a speech, but it was re- reading the news and doing facial expressions that looked like someone. Was it was an the actual news. physical robot. Like yeah. No, okay. no. no I'd, it was, yeah. I think it was a screen, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was. A screen. It was like generating was, yeah. a video that looks. Looks like somebody reading yeah, looks the like, news. Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. It's crazy. It's or things they can like change. Like there was that famous Obama one where they changed him saying things that he wasn't actually saying, but it looked Ooh, like he was. That's yeah, actually yeah, very yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you use maliciously. You exactly, can, yeah. Because now you can't, like, everyone knows you can't trust a photo if you see, like, a photo of something. You just yeah. like Photoshop. But now, yeah, it's the same with video and sound. Yeah. There's some podcasts I've heard where they, yeah, just make a podcast out of the audio, but make them discuss completely different things. It's yeah. Entertaining, but scary. Yeah, terrifying. Good yeah. AI. I mean, like, yeah, there's a lot of people always talking about all of that. Like, if you, like, listen to any of Sam Harris's stuff, he always talks about, like, how AI yeah. is suddenly going to, once it becomes general AI, then we're all yeah. going to suffer. Yeah, that'll be a while. Yeah, it's going to be a long way away. Yeah. And Area 51, will you get any clearance? Uh, classified. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not at all. No. Be big foreign national badge on me. Oh, won't go anywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. They'll be well, like, don't let her near the special yeah. science. Yeah. <laughs> when do you get to, do you have to be there for seven years or something? And you, I don't even know. You have to do some exam of like who was Lincoln or something. Yeah. I think you could, I don't know if you can ever get to, I don't know. You can definitely get a green card after. Uh, you get a years. green card, yeah. Is that citizenship? No. No. Yeah, you need an American. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. the American uh, probably won't even know because they don't have to do this. Right? They're already American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. But I think some, sometimes even if you're if you do a citizenship there, you're you're still framed upon. Framed, or you wouldn't get into certain places and things like that. That's like, weird. Yeah. Like if you're a dual citizen between the US and Iran. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why because Elon Musk has loads of citizenships, right? Well, he's, like he's originally South African, and then he has U.S. citizenship. I thought he's Canada. Maybe I made that up. Oh, maybe I don't know. Actually, maybe okay. I made this up. Anyway. So I like how we're loose, loose and fast. Loose and fast <laughs> with the facts, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But oh, we expect a lot of the listeners. You know, they're uh, knowledgeable. Yeah, I mean, they can look up their own facts. We're yeah. just pointing them right. in the right direction. You want to know a thing about machine learning? It was that paper I sent you about that. Um, they fed a load of people's pictures of people's retinas. And retina, 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 and then the machine was like bloop bloop bloop, bloop computing, bloop, bloop, machine bloop, learning, bloop, yeah. bloop, bloop, bloop. and then it could really reliably predict uh, the gender of the person based yeah. on the retina. So I was looking at this, and basically, it wasn't just the gender though. Yeah, there was loads of stuff. Though. Yeah, but it could get like the age of the patient within like three and a half years or something. What? Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. And just from images of the retina. Because yeah, what usually happens in machine learning is you you're you're giving it answers like, you know, learn the difference between an apple and an orange, but we could we can see how it did it, but we don't really know the features that it's picking picking yeah. out. So, so there's 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 a couple of things basically that we should probably preface this with. Um, yeah. So the paper the whole idea behind it is that you can doctors can predict like uh, the possibility of like cardiac conditions based on images of retina so there's like a load of vessels that go on your retina and if they're a certain way if doctors are like that those vessels look bad yeah. i don't know exactly what it is but they can say whether you're at risk of having like a heart attack or something um but the whole point of this is that they use deep learning machine like machine learning so buzzword deep learning <laughs> deep yeah, AI. We have to have some kind of noise to go yeah, up yeah. yeah like there we go <laughs> um Anyway, so they basically put in images of the retina and got it to just take in some 
they, they initially got doctors to point out some features that were important that they would have looked at mm. and then they fed those features in to the algorithm but they also like just kind of took the whole picture and was like all right now you sort it sort it out yourself have fun algorithm I'll be, yeah I'm going for lunch yeah i'm going for coffee uh, whatever and it did like way better than they expected where to a point where it was predicting things that doctors cannot predict from images of people's retina so one was the gender right yeah, so to like 97% accuracy, yeah, so you could predict the gender, which doctors didn't know you could do from a retina. Yeah, so I think, yeah, there's different, so it's not accuracy, it's area under the curve, but it's area technicality. Under, yeah. but, but the top comments I saw that was quite funny on that, where the headline was, you know, you can predict the gender from a retina scan. Uh, someone said, I'm no supercomputer, but I would actually predict better accuracy if they trained the AI on pictures of the genitals instead. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> 100% accuracy. You're going to cite that commenter there. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Delta OF. <laughs> yeah. It's true, I'm not a supercomputer. <laughs> that, that is something that has irked me, though, that like... Um, it takes so many images to, to train a machine, though. Like, even the retina thing is loads. But if you showed humans, like, one picture of a retina with you know if you show one clear distinction that's all like, a person would need to run off with it and, and well we're it. like humans are really bad at recognizing patterns right and the the sample size the amount of retina was like two hundred and seventy thousand patients yeah and like so different retinas that's a lot like there's no way a human could even remember 10 different retina images i probably. remember every day in my life but do, you re- <laughs> but do you remember your retina? <laughs> yeah. No, but like I think what you're saying though is true. Though. You, mm. you saw like a few different types, and you and there, there were a little bit of a distinction. A yeah. human can learn right quickly, right? Yeah. You can mm. learn maybe five or six. So this is what doctors do, right? Yeah, is that yeah. They see pattern, like sp- obvious patterns that, yeah. that come out in the images. You yeah. Know, like Whereas vessels. Like, yeah. Like I wonder if you sat someone down and for their whole life they were just to learn about retinas. Yeah. Pictures of retinas. Like if you come so specialized, they probably would be able to start picking things out but that's, that's the power of AI is that you just go off your coffee and you yeah. let it run yeah and it just figures it out but yeah. I guess if I yeah because if you showed me a picture of like you then I would just know what your face looks like from then on but a machine would need like 10,000 pictures of you yeah to be like okay but then it could it wouldn't make a mistake ever yeah would you make a mistake if you had to identify lower a few pints in you <laughs> on your American <laughs> accent <laughs> I said it gets a bit blurry yeah. uh, what is the accent like where you're going because um, yeah, do us a Washington do it? Uh, I don't know. Washington, what is a Washington DC accent? Yeah. I, uh, no, I guess it's Washington's a funny place. Washington DC because it's like <laughs> Washington like, State. Yeah. Leave those Washington State people <laughs> alone. Because oh, um, it's kind of like if you go south here in Virginia, and that gets real kind of a southerny accent. Yeah, but you're kind of halfway between there and, and like Maryland, which is. I don't know. I'd imagine a like, typical American accent would be like even like in New York. Then you've got a couple of different accents, yeah, or whatever, yeah. and then you go. So you're just like what, like a few hours drive from New York? Yeah, and then you're like an hour from Baltimore, two hours from Philadelphia. Like, oh, yeah, so just, I don't know. So Chris. basically, yeah. just watch The Wire, and that's yeah. the accent of Baltimore. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, have you read all of the necessary material on Trump and politics, yeah, and yeah, yeah. the right and the left? Uh, yeah, that's uh, going to no. be funny yeah. to get over there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, knee deep in political. Yeah. Yeah, and then you can complain about campuses and people uh, being too liberal, and then deplatforming, and then you can be a chilled. Yeah, uh, and you can't say all the things you want to say. Yeah, or yeah. else you'll be part of the intellectual dark, dark web. Actually, this is a segue to what I want to talk about. <laughs> speaking of segues, <laughs> uh, segue is such a great word. Can we just take a moment to appreciate the word segue? Segue, hit the button. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's a new journal being started by three people. One of them three is persons. Three persons, plural. One of them is Peter Singer, who's like a moral philosopher. 
I don't know the other two, so their names didn't stick with me. Those names elude you. Um, but it's a journal of for what? philosophy of controversial Psychology? ideas in general. Uh, yeah. No, there must be some base of. So it'll probably be mainly like social sciences. Wait, what did you say Peter Singer was again? He's a he's a moral ethicist. So he has a book a moral uh, ethicist called like um, Animal Liberation, and you know he's re- so do you know that no. idea that if you're walking down, it was a thought problem, but you're walking down the street in your new suit, and like there's a five year old boy, or maybe like a one year old, because five year olds can stand up and stuff, okay. a one year old girl or boy okay. face down in a puddle drowning, and you've new shoes on. It's like, are you morally obliged to like lift them out of the puddle? Yeah. The answer is obviously yes, but, <laughs> but you're destroying your shoes, which are worth a couple hundred quid. And his point is, basically, this is the choice we make at every instance of our lives, because there are kids we could save for the price of a pair of shoes in America, in America, <laughs> in the damn <laughs> Bible Belt, <laughs> puddles everywhere. Um, but he just draws an equivalent across this for like poor children. And then he has another book about raising like animals' rights are should rival our own. And yeah. you know you should okay. not so shoot the cows. Super moral. Yeah. So apparently, then obviously there must be some ideas that people feel they can't publish. Or so one of the the niches about the journal is that they can you can publish under a pseudonym if you want, which is kind of weird. Yeah, that's strange. I mean, as a person who's researching something, like if it, if it's your work, you kind of want your name on it, right? So that yeah. you can get out. I'm there just going to waste a year of my life. Yeah, researching this thing and then being anonymous and publishing it. Yeah. I like, guess it's probably that thing though that it, you if you made a name for yourself you don't want to ruin it and maybe okay, it's something that's yeah. a little bit out there that you want to test the water so what you're saying is you're reaching your like mid 40s as a researcher and you've got some crazy ideas now so but, you want to get but once you're there. tenured right you should want should like and if you really stand over your research you should just try to get it published because if it doesn't pass peer review then it doesn't and if it does pass peer review then it does yeah. I mean but this is still peer reviewed, right? It is still peer reviewed. So, but then it seems just more so. like lenient with their ideas they put through. Or? It seems w- I can't <laughs> see how it won't just turn into a normal journal. No, a place for people to like publish, like or try publish things like you know, uh, oh, like race and IQ differences and uh, like the classic, just yeah. yeah, but just things that are like basically not published because they're not good science or flat earthers maybe. Yeah. Well, I don't know, though. I feel like it'll end up just becoming a normal journal because you have to get people to review it, right? Yeah. And unless those review- reviewers are somehow open to more controversial ideas, like, how yeah. do you screen for reviewers who are more open to the controversial ideas than others? Yeah, well, I guess what is a controversial? Like, I can't even... <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. So how do you define that? And Any then controversial how? ideas, Laura? I don't know. Like, say, for example, if you... Like, countries at the moment is things talking about women in science, and um, Should there was that talk, exactly, yeah, yeah, we did too. <laughs> 50, 50. Like um, but there was that talk, um, in CERN about your man from oh, yeah. Italy, and he was oh, saying that yes. he did all this, this, yeah. uh, analysis to show that maybe women aren't as good at science, and yeah. men are actually the ones that are missing out now. Whereas, like, even if you had done some robust study and you found that, I don't know, like, you really thought that you'd found some significant difference. Um, or even that I don't know something even if it was scientifically correct like I'm not saying this is true but say if it yeah. was yeah. Um, a journal might be like I'm not going to publish that because I don't want that on my end yeah. right I don't even want to look at it I'm not going to send it out for review yeah. whereas this maybe is a bit more lenient towards yeah but then I suppose like with his example in particular like clearly his biases were so oh in yeah his own absolutely work. Yeah, yeah so it's hard to know yeah, any, any well I guess okay like if you looked at the average 
brain size between men and women i don't know who'd be bigger but like if you took like a thousand samples of each obviously they're not gonna have the same mean yeah and it but yeah it's like is it worth publishing at all yeah. i don't know it's still science Probably i guess yeah. like, but who's yeah. spending a year of their life doing it as well like are yeah. there no better things <laughs> yeah. to yeah i mean that was the whole thing behind the race IQ debacle that <laughs> yeah. of rose its head in the last like two years where there was some guy who basically found a link between different races and IQ and people got really angry yeah. and yeah and one of the main things was like why bother yeah why bother researching that because if you know it might just lead to essentially racism yeah um, but then the other point is that if it's done and the data's there why not benefit but from it but I think it? that would get published that would do you not think I think it would get published in a serious journal if it was seriously done and presented so yeah, actually that's yeah as yeah, long yeah. as there's no obvious biases or like yeah. issues with the way the data was analysed I feel like if it's same data there's like yeah. you can't really turn it away but maybe uh, journals would out of a fear of backlash etc especially yeah. now yeah. yeah I guess it's like what your conclusions are from that right so if you found yeah. that it's probably because yeah. there's less people at the time yeah. going to universities or I don't know how they were testing for IQs exactly yeah you yeah. have to be so soft with your conclusions though because any even the conclusions I've written have been told to pull them in to basically you know yeah. nothing don't claim yeah. anything yeah, yeah exactly so I mean science yeah. is vague apart from when it's not and to, to, yeah. to write under a different name like seems so unnecessary like you're gonna get like death threat like I mean again don't publish it or do publish it like stand over it and publish I it feel, I feel like the people who would have controversial ideas if they want to publish them would publish under their own name anyway right yeah yeah. Whereas if you have controversial ideas and don't want to publish them, yeah, especially then you, the idea of having a pseudonym is not yeah. important. Especially anymore. if you did believe in it. Like if you've done it and said, look, this is the truth that has to... Yeah, it's yeah. weird. What's the name in the journal? Do you know? It's called Natural Journal. No, I don't know. I think it's just called the Journal of Controversial Ideas for now. It's not set up yet. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it would just fit better into something like a social science yeah. where you don't have maybe like... <clears throat> robust statistical data or something. I don't know yeah or there's more like can you think ideas. of any physics controversial ideas I mean oh, they're so like abstract probably at this but stage they're also so fringe that they exactly, wouldn't get yeah. published yeah they'd probably be at the like the opposite end of theoretical physics or something someone was saying know. you could uh, send in like a, you know all these hoax articles that are going around oh, actually yeah. get a uncontroversial idea published in the controversial <laughs> ideas or not, and that'll show them yeah and then they'll have to like uh, retract their article yeah. publication that's bad though yeah seems necessary very America very where you're going yeah enjoy yeah, yeah. very polarised yeah have fun now. I will be around be good be there for the next uh, next presidential election oh that'll be interesting that. yeah yeah would you get to vote or anything huh no no no, but you, you, you get, to, get to, to you get to wallow in the political unrest. Yeah. So my cousin was over from America, and the night of the Ireland presidential election, she was like, "When the results be out?" And I was like, "Ah, they'll start counting tomorrow." And she like couldn't believe that they would wait. Like in America, as soon as the box closes, it's opened and they start counting. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. just like, "Ah, we'll count them tomorrow." Sure, yeah. it's a Sunday. We'll, we'll leave it to It's so yeah. different, though. I mean, like, I know, here yeah. the president has no power whatsoever. Yeah, well, there's, that, there's that picture of uh, Michael D. Higgins queuing at an ATM machine on Raffin Street a few years ago. <laughs> He's not even, like, a first in the queue. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Spike Lee even needs money, like, as well. Like, yeah, yeah, what he take yeah. Out? I don't know. You also, like, you always forget as well, like, Ireland's actually so small. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're so tiny compared to everywhere else <laughs> especially well, the states and the power that they have yeah we're essentially That's a powerless it. nation when yeah. it comes to that yeah. But, yeah. but yeah the presidential election in the US that would be really interesting 
Um, I would say it would get very annoying though because I'd say it's so in your face over there. You, know? you can be our U.S. correspondent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll call <laughs> in. What's if the inside scoop yeah. from Washington? <laughs> if we're still if we're still recording in two years' time. <laughs> I'm here at the, the White House. Yeah. But the most important question is, would you be a Democrat or Republican? Because you have to be one or the other yeah. in the US. You can't be anywhere in between no, or else they'll shoot the you with their guns that they have. Yeah. And you can't be a libertarian because only that, that's reserved for weirdos, right? Yeah. You can't own a gun and support abortion. They're no, it's no. incompatible. Yeah. Because you're a Republican. Yeah, so, with the two-party system. Yeah. 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 yeah, so that should be fun, but hopefully... Yeah, the commotion will be good for a while, though. Yeah, I guess when you when it's not your country. I know that's... that's but, Actually, but you know, like... You'd, it's it's, it's, like it's kind of more viewing from the outside, yeah, but yeah, you'll yeah. be living there, though. So. That's true. But you should want as well. Like, Republicans generally, I mean, would probably donate or get mo- money for NASA, right? You know, they're all about military space. Let's yeah. go. Didn't Trump reduce the budget for NASA? Maybe he didn't. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. He tr- like reduced it for certain said, sectors, right? I, mean, I think he, he said he was going to reduce it, but then he increased it when the whole Space Force thing came into effect. Yeah. Mm. Um, Space Force. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. And you're joining the Space Force. Join the Space Force. Yeah, you're going to be part. Of, you're going to be like ground base for Space Force. Would yeah. you ever go to the sun? <laughs> <laughs> Only at night. <laughs> you don't get brains. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Would you even go to the moon? I mean. Uh, I, if I yeah. if I come back, yeah, no, the moon would be close enough that you can come back. So like, I would go to the moon. Would you go to space? Like I think it, it would be absolutely terrifying, but I'd, it'd yeah. be so cool. Yeah, I don't think you could turn down the offer. That's the thing. Is like I don't know if I'd like because so you could never say no. Yeah, because so know few if people I'd have been to space, right? Yeah. yeah, like so few. I don't know what the percentage for like human <laughs> whole, race yeah. or whatever. But. I'm gonna say in the hundreds, probably. Of people, hundreds. Oh, maybe like over hundred must be, isn't? Oh, what do you call most space, of those? Like, most of those would be yeah. Russia and the, the US, right? Cosmos and a lot of the same people went and all the dogs. In different and missions. Yeah, like a lot of people go up a couple of times for different yeah. missions. So, but I was actually looking at this recently. Uh, this random that we're talking about it, but um, uh, you know, like ESA opened uh, their astronaut like hiring process in the like seventies or eighties sometime, and you know, got a couple of astronauts. And then they did it again in like 2008. Yeah. But that's it. ESA yeah. have relatively like 15,000 applicants or something. <laughs> yeah, now it's down 10. to like eight or something. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe it was more. I'm not sure. It could have been in the teens. But it's uh, it's mad because, like, you know, Europe has no way of actually getting its astronauts into space to the International Space Station, right? Yeah. Well, there's the States at the moment, right? Mm. Uh, but the States don't have a way to get in at the moment. They, that's, what, that's what I mean, yeah, yeah. They don't, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they all have to go to Kazakhstan and yeah. use the like the Russian Soyuz rocket to get up into space. But they're always crazy. guaranteed someone on the space station, aren't they? I think the US and Russia are always guaranteed. And then the other yeah. ones. But um, maybe Europe. I think Europe always can have one too, right? Yeah, I think it might. Mm. And oh, yeah, then Japan is involved as well yeah. sometimes. But. And there's been no one from Ireland yet, ever. But in it's space, crazy because right? uh, mm. the US have a thing saying that no Chinese... Uh, it's actually a name for Chinese astronaut. I think it's a Takinot or something. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, it comes okay, from okay. The, this, yeah. the Chinese word for space or something. I don't know. Um, but the US have something that like, Chinese uh, astronauts aren't allowed on the space station. <laughs> They're like, we don't want to go, but they can't go. Yeah, it's weird. So like, the Chinese have their own space station. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. That's the thing. When the Japanese uh, thing landed on a thing. <laughs> meteor a few weeks ago. Uh, anyway, it just wasn't that big. Satellite? Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah, but nobody cared as much as like 
all that Europe stuff. Well, that was because we were in Europe, maybe. Yeah. Maybe we were biased there. Yeah. yeah maybe it was true. huge in Japan and all the news was in Japanese, so we just didn't see it. Yeah, so I was in talking in a school and I was talking about uh, that dog, Leica. Leica? Leica. Russian dog, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It went to space. And obviously, I was just talking and about died. it. Well, then they were like, hey, yeah, where's the dog now? <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. It died. Never start a story about a dog that, that died. They left him there. <laughs> yeah. All those kids going home having nightmares about their dog dying in space. So maybe if we send yeah. Nickers to space, <laughs> that guy will finally die. He'll start orbiting. Yeah. Yeah. The gravitational re-entry. Yeah. <laughs> Another moon. Yeah. Re-entry will just hit, impact the surface yeah. in a huge crater. Yeah. yeah. I think like cows would burn up pretty well in the atmosphere. It smells so, like beef. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they'll be yeah. burgers by the time they get down. So I think it like a car-sized asteroid will have minimal effect. It burns up a lot. Really? Yeah. And it happens. That's crazy. Like That's pretty big. Every year, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, there's, some there's satellites power, are that big, right? Like Hubble a, is Hubble just gonna fall down? Yeah, Hubble is Hubble's probably about the size of a car. And one, the yeah. space station's gonna do something about Actually, yeah, yeah, they all so th- actually the Chinese one fell recently, didn't it? Yeah. So it deorbited yeah. recently. And that was, and that they, was huge. And they didn't know they, they didn't, lost control of where yeah. it was gonna fall. So yeah. they were like, it might be the Pacific. Also, it might be Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It ended up being the Pacific in the end. Yeah. But, like, if that had fallen on a populated city, like, that would be caused damage. Yeah. They also, they were, you know, confident in, you know, inverted commas or whatever, that it would burn up in the atmosphere. And that was pretty big. <laughs> yeah. That's the lazy option, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it'll definitely burn up. <laughs> it's it's all but if it doesn't. <laughs> but a few people here die from getting meteors in the head, right? A few. I like, feel like it's very few. Seven. Um, Shouldn't make that up. Yeah, I feel like you made that number up. <laughs> All right. Maybe, or is it like seven people might get hit or something like that? But no, but the chances of you getting no. hit by him. Um, actually, did this happen last year? I feel like someone, a bus or something, was hit by a meteor and somebody died. But that was like the one story last year. Yeah. I think very few people have. Oh, it's in the thousands. So. <laughs> oh really? No. Ten percent um, of the human population die from media <laughs> striking them in the face. One in ten. <laughs> yeah, we're lucky to be alive. Just treasure every second. Wouldn't it be the scariest thing though if you went to the moon and then couldn't get home? The Earth like blew up with you. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that would be. But well, you'd be just doomed to die. Yeah. Unless there is an established base on the moon. Yeah. So yeah, NASA said they were going to the moon recently. What do you think about that, Laura? Oh, you're pretty cool. Why yeah. not go back to the moon? Can you get there? Would you not? What do you think? Moon or Mars? What team are you on? You can only pick one. You can't know. be in between. I feel like Mars is hashtag just, Musk. It's just hashtag too far. Musk or hashtag NASA. Yeah. Would well, you be like six months in a spacecraft? Before you to get Mars. There. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's, it's five, somewhere like five and a half. Or something, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It's crazy. I think the biggest issue going to Mars though is the radiation, right? Yeah. Exactly. You're not protected by the Earth's magnetic field yeah. anymore. You go on a spaceship, you go outside that magnetic field, and you die of cancer very soon. Yeah. So I don't think they have a, a solution for that. No. And they're still, like, SpaceX are still saying they'll get people to Mars, like, by 2030 or something. No I way. think it might even be pre-2030. Yeah, and yeah. ESA keeps talking about a moon base. But. Yeah, I mean, I think a moon base would make way more sense initially. But that's because yeah. you, te- you can every, test it like, you know, every, like, decade or yeah. so it comes up. But people are, like, what's mad at the moment in Silicon Valley is, like... Uh, like space mining right asteroid space mining, mining. But, but yeah. mining do, on do, the moon do, 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 right so it, it isn't that hard to get to the moon 
like relatively rather than like landing on an asteroid and taking some something there. But there's a lot of minerals on the moon that people want. Yeah. Um, like and that is like dust. huge like companies that are investing in this. Yeah. And they're also like investing in it in a point like where it being like a petrol station for going on to Mars. Yeah. And you can also do nuclear testing of like launching things, right? <laughs> That'd be so cool to look from the Earth at like a nuclear explosion. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. That, yeah. that would be just feeling those gamma rays beaming down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you, you, when you see that, you know you're in the future. You've reached it. Yeah, <laughs> that's this it. This is the future. This is. <laughs> we can bomb the moon finally. <laughs> so You've many parallels with it. But when Jasper frees himself into a freezer in The Simpsons, and yeah. like, moon by on a time. To a time. We learn. We'll be like that. moon nukes on a time to be alive. Because that's like the thing. Like, realistically, you're going to have to use nuclear power. If we're still using yeah. like combustion to get in space. Yeah. And like you just. At the way we are at the moment, but you can't you use can controlled never... nuclear power to launch a rocket, right? Well, not on Earth, right? Yeah, there's yeah. so many things at the moment. In the way, people... <laughs> yeah, there's so many rules in place for a right reason that. Do you think that would pass on. an ethical board to start no like blowing yeah. up nukes on the moon? You're obviously yeah. a fan of solar sails. Oh yeah, <laughs> the slowest way to get anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a solar sail, your way to Mars. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. <laughs> Ten years to the moon. This yeah. is where the sun literally slowly. Wafts you along. <laughs> Ride the wave. The pressure of the photons, Actually, is, it, it? is it photon pressure or is it ion pressure from the wind? I think it's photon pressure. I don't yeah, know. I think yeah, it's, it's photon pressure. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know if the wind would really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to blow into the mic. Yeah. Well, we get some nice uh, winds effects in here. Ooh. No, uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, as you can imagine, listener, the uh, average photon. Does not push you very far. I thought you were gonna have some specific number about the average photon weighs. <laughs> the average photon weighs nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, it's funny how tech will always drive thing like the tech industry things much faster. I'd say if they decide they're gonna go to space, like if they want to go to the moon, probably within ten years, like Facebook could be on the moon. Yeah. Do you know? So no, exactly. And, interests, yeah, and that's what kind of is driving it at the moment yeah. right a lot of it's better than war yeah driving it yeah and even in like i know like google now have um like a research group looking at exoplanets really like, yeah. yeah that's amazing um, i want to work with those people yeah so they're hiring postdocs and they're, they're using ai and they're using they have like giving scientists the use of all their amazing google things. if you're listening give me a job yeah. please <laughs> What's, like what profit did that does yeah. that have right but well, they're no, interested in it. They have it's so much money now yeah. that they don't need to make profit from and that, you have I guess. A lot of nerds so. at Google sure, they, to, they owe Ireland like 20 billion and they're just yeah, like, yeah. yeah, grand. But I, I saw, uh, I was looking at some exoplanet data from Kepler yeah. and someone commented on it being like, oh, those exoplanets, like if we were to send someone there, they wouldn't get back for hundreds of years. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you're clearly not. Like, <laughs> astronomy, <laughs> yeah. like 100 years would be great. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Yeah, space yeah. is very If you could get big. somebody to another planet in 100 years, we probably would have already tried. <laughs> yeah, but even yeah. that's not good enough. They'd be dead. Like it has to be less. No, than... you could send like two generations. That's yeah. better than the well like thousands and thousands of years it would yeah, actually take to get you the can send star. two generations but they won't even have first hand experience of it yeah <laughs> no, exactly. well, my mom said it was, was nice yeah, yeah. my mom said it was yeah. nice yeah. <laughs> yeah. my granny got there we stayed for but 10 years the thing about going to Mars yeah because like people probably will be making a one way trip and just be like well we'll just set up life yeah yeah that makes yeah. a lot of sense the only thing is sustainability really yeah. so they have to get that down right but also like, like the ethics of that like no one's died in space really no, no one's actually died in space. Yeah, just yeah. in the atmosphere, people have died yeah. in launches and stuff. So, right? what happens then? What are the laws in space? What if you murder someone in space? Yeah, and then you become a space ghost. Right? Space ghost, yeah. <laughs> if you're murdered in space. But that's the thing, yeah, who owns? Like, can you actually mine the moon, or is that like. Yeah, so I asked someone this, right? There's there is a moon talk, treaty, right? And uh, 
they literally said we would ask for forgiveness rather than ask for permission. And I was like, geez. That's and that bad. makes a lot of sense though because I feel like people wouldn't be, people wouldn't care. Well, but well, no, by the like, time they get a law in okay, place, if, you're if already. You, if first you went and started mining the moon and making a big profit off it, yeah, yeah. of course people are going like, to. No, they would, they would care, but I feel like it would be a case of like, all right, we'll let you away with it, but now there's a lot of laws in place, so you have to find a different way to get around this and then get a loophole, and also we want in. What if they <laughs> yeah. just write America sucks on the moon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. big massive quarries <laughs> yeah. going around. Yeah. So, uh, what's the like most wanted thing on the moon? I don't know. There's water? Like, you, yeah, water, I think. Because you can make hydrogen from water. Yeah. It's made of cheese, Actually, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Dust, I think, is the main constituent. Yeah. <laughs> Big dusty ball. There's some also radioactive materials there you can use. Yeah. Um, for to nuclear new launches. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot of uranium, mm-hmm. plutonium. Mm-hmm. Now we've got the NSA listening to us. <laughs> yeah. Going to the moon. The, but people also want to put a radio telescope, like, so, yeah. like a low fire station, get a good... Baseline. Low fire making another appearance. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. last time I was, out, a, I was it's yeah. actually a very interesting idea because like the atmosphere just blocks out. You you can't observe a lot of frequencies in radio because of the atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, getting to the moon and building yeah. a, a telescope on the moon is difficult. But that's so. It, yeah. One of the ideas is because radio telescopes you can make with just essentially just like antennae that you have on your car, right? But the idea is that you put them in a big massive carpet of plastic. And then you just go launch, go to the moon, land somewhere, and just roll it out. That was one of the main ideas. And you just like hope it works. A radio rug. I don't know. Yeah, and it was yeah. going to be like huge, like you know, hundreds and hundreds of square meters. That'd be pretty cool. The moon based thing they were talking about bringing three printers as well, weren't they? And you just print yeah. whatever you need. I thought you said three printers. Three like, printers. Three printers is oh, not too cumbersome. Yeah. <laughs> just have one three D printer, and then you could print oh, the rest of the. These are printers. regular printers. Just normal printers, yeah. Because oh, then you could get all your yeah. documents yeah. together and in order. Passport. What's the law? Print out the Wikipedia article. Yeah, could you? I just need a scan of my passport. Yeah. Um, there. Be... though, no, like because people are just using that as an excuse to not like. If there was, if I couldn't blame the ionosphere on the lack of my progress in my PhD, I'd be in trouble. So <laughs> I fear the day when a PhD student that doesn't have that excuse doesn't have the excuse of God the atmosphere getting in the way. Yeah. yeah, it'd be really cool to have a moon base though. If people could like live there for even if it was only for a year or two years at a time, that'd be classic. Yeah, but I guess the thing is, you still have come with radiation. You do, but uh, I guess you probably would build underground, right? Gene editing. Yeah. Gene, Gene editing, editing make you impermeable <laughs> to radiation. Yeah. Radiation does not affect me. But, but if they were there for like, uh, say, 10,000 years, thinking long scale here, yeah. I mean, a different you know, race a would develop. Not well, a race, you, but you'd a different... have lunar people. I don't know what yeah. word they would pick as. Well, a, I guess you wouldn't have humans. Martians, or... at least, is already taken. Yeah, Martians yeah. done. Easy. Sorted. L- loon- loons? <laughs> send the loons loonies yeah, that's yeah. offensive yeah. to lunar people yeah. but I guess the thing is that like they're gonna they're talking about if you did have a base on the moon and you needed things to be done you'd send robots there you'd send yeah them. beforehand send, yeah and it's a lot easier to get to, like it's just it's much shorter yeah so. Siri and such yeah and the AI uh, but it would yeah. be interesting to if there were people living there then they would eventually start having like kids and stuff and then imagine being like the first person not born on earth yeah. that yeah. would be insane well you have no passports well, you'd have a moon passport. Yeah, I'm from the moon. Well, the duty free, well, like, duty free is very good, but like yeah. the getting into different countries is very yeah. difficult. But how would that work? Growing a baby in like less gravity. Birds and the bees. The bees. Well, <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. Uh, that goes back to that. Well, no, that thing we talked about before with the sperm banks in space, and they wanted to send up pregnant women to give birth. Yeah, in we space. could probably talk about that. It mightn't get revisited. Who knows? Yeah. Wait, so they, this is the thing. 
yeah a guy wanted to basically put up uh, just get a lot of sperm and eggs and put them in space in case of like an apocalyptic okay. I don't know anything really dual to contributed uh, you know I didn't <laughs> actually I, I didn't have the money <laughs> well, I can't remember how much it was but it was expensive yeah. to, to yeah. participate but that, um, that tripped me up you have to pay like you didn't get paid yeah if you want your DNA in the next generation of humans you have to pay but then the that was the first phase and then there was other phase where you like uh, actually conceive an embryo or whatever the first stage of an embryo is in yeah. space and then bring it down to earth and then it's like Space well it's given like given birth in space and then the last phase was like to send a pregnant woman to space and then she gives birth in space but I don't know like that was just some crazy guy that yeah. had a, an idea and he set up a company and tried to get money from people but it would be really cool on the moon like because it's definitely possible but obviously it's got what one sixth of the gravity I don't mm. know how that affects the development of a baby oh it could be all sorts of problems you yeah imagine, imagine they'd be super tall in. after yeah. a couple of generations anyway good basketballers but you'd be growing well even with the first generation because you'd be you'd grow right from a baby and have yeah. not not a lot of force on your spine and stuff. They so would be crippled if they came down to Earth, though. They'd they wouldn't be. Like, oh they, my God. they probably wouldn't be able to come back. To yeah, it'd be so heavy. Yeah. You'd be stuck on the moon forever. They'd have less muscle. Mass. But I wonder if it would be something weird that could grow like a baby would grow a big head or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, never, you don't know. know. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. why. Like I mean, that's a lot of reasons why like the like NASA and ESA and justify all their experiments now is because we don't know how like zero gravity affects. Yeah, they're still growing plants in space, right? Yeah. That geotropism where they thought that roots go to gravity apparently isn't in space. They still grow up and down. Really? Yeah. So they're that's like, interesting. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, if you send someone to Mars and they're in space for six months, like, how does that zero gravity affect affect them yeah. for six months? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Could fuck with their head. Because there's something like even they don't know why when you go into space or even on the ISS, like your eye goes weird. Like you can't see as well. Mm. But when you come back, it comes back. But they don't know why. So that does it happen like immediately or over time? It's just I don't a, know. I think it's over. I time. think it's over time. Yeah. yeah. But I, I vaguely remember reading yeah. something about that but yeah because I heard yeah like being in space and an astronaut it's actually kind of like being drunk or you're a bit dizzy all the time yeah. so it's not just that a case of you're doing simple experiments you actually have to try to focus when you're like uncomfortable yeah there's like lots obviously lots of complicated things you don't really think about when people go to space like how do you go to the toilet and all that yeah the seatbelts yeah well mm. they have lots of complicated ways <laughs> and obviously like it's different for guys and girls right is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With gene editing, it's not. Yeah. Uh, actually, was like I read something recently about like the first women that went to space in NASA, and like they didn't, like the engineers in NASA were all guys and just you know just didn't bother asking the women about specific you know womanly needs that they might need. That's and not, yeah, yeah, they were just like let's not. But like, so yeah. they're risky. Like, the, first of all, the spacesuits didn't fit any of the women because they were like slightly smaller frame <laughs> and everything. Big crotch. <laughs> but they didn't want to didn't want to complain because they didn't want to be like seen as causing hassle. So they essentially just had spacesuits that didn't fit them well. Like their knees weren't in the right place and stuff. But like, apart from that, then they also had no idea like should they send tampons up with all these women and like gave the first woman like a box of hundreds of them <laughs> 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 little lads thinking about like how many should we send yeah. <laughs> and then eventually they were like you know what let's invite them into the meeting and ask them directly yeah. and they were like what one two ten hundred there's a former astronaut who was giving a talk in Cork and I was like why is he in so, Cork yeah well, it's <laughs> so Cork Institute of Technology and like no offence to them but I was like this is a small venue like oh, for an astronaut taken um, but it's actually his wife is from Kinsale oh, so that's that was cool, cool. Yeah. that is interesting yeah. but there was like, like he was hundreds, American astronaut he was yeah, American and there was like hundreds of kids mm-hmm. there for Space Week it was a big big hall and any questions and like 
<laughs> like a girl in the transition year put up her hand and was like, yeah, like how do women deal with their period in space? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was like, wow, that's fair play for us. The other thing was that like initially yeah, the way guys like uh, urinated in space was just essentially like a condom shaped thing, right? <laughs> but really? then that wouldn't work for women. So they had to design a whole new system. Oh. Yeah. Engineers. Get a like, shiwi, you know those like this. funnel things. Yeah. yeah. You don't want one of those breaking in space. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess would it funnel? Like, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't yeah, funnel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> See, already running into yeah. issues. It's complicated. Yeah. Uh, best not send the women at all. Yeah, yeah just do a tassel. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is why I didn't send them in the first place. Controversial so. ideas. Write up our yeah. paper. <laughs> Spaces for the men. <laughs> and then it developed all the technologies. So I think actually what they ended up making was... Um, like nappies like diapers which was what <laughs> like so actually they started using for babies then you know, oh, like really? NASA developed really? loads of technologies that nobody knows how they'll be used and then they get yeah. end up being used everywhere in like modern life it's a thing that companies always tag on to their product if they can like NASA developed you know yeah. you see them yeah, yeah. crazy products that yeah. 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 Yeah.